Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Get Connected with Nina Del Rio, a weekly conversation about fitness, health, and happenings in our community on 106.7 Light FM. Good morning, and thanks for listening to Get Connected. City Parks Foundation is the only independent nonprofit organization offering park programs in the five boroughs of New York City. They host summer stage, they provide free public arts, sports in the parks, and they offer hands-on educational programs for kids. We're joined by Luis Gonzalez, Associate Director of Environmental Education for Seeds to Trees and Coastal Classroom at City Parks Foundation. Luis Gonzalez, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. You can find out more at cityparksfoundation.org. City Parks Foundation is huge, active in more than 750 parks across the five boroughs, offering a wide range of free arts and sports and education, reaching more than 600,000 people each year. The programs you work with, Luis, are environmental and connected to kids. We'll go into detail, but in brief, what are the Coastal Classroom Program and the Seeds to Trees Program? At City Parks Learn, we strive to connect young people with the urban green spaces. And we do that through programs like Coastal Classroom and Seeds to Trees. The Coastal Classroom program is STEM marine science programming, trying to create memorable and you know, impactful experiences for this youth in their local waterfront parks, where we teach them about the ecology of these ecosystems uh, in a place-based education format, because they're right there in their uh, waterfront park in their neighborhood and we strive to teach all the relevant topics for the age group so it's it's working with sixth graders and we are aligning our curriculum with standards um, education standards from the doe also next generation science standards and new york state's learning science standards so these kids they come into the program via the new york city public schools Some of the programs that we run are for school day. Um, So we work with New York City public schools um, and some of them are in after school settings. Sometimes we are in um, New York City parks recreation centers or we are in public schools for those after school programs. We collaborate with the after school providers at the school and we provide a STEM component into that after school program with a focus on just bringing the students close to nature, teaching them science using parks as outdoor classrooms. Let's give a couple examples. So Coastal Classroom, um, one of the things you do typically, I understand, are beach cleanups. What does a kid learn from a beach cleanup? Yeah, it's a fantastic question. So we that's one of our service learning components. Uh, we try to show the students that they can have a positive impact in their environment. And through beach cleanups, they they take ownership of that waterfront park um, and they realize first how much debris can be found on the beach um, and how important it is to take care of these aquatic ecosystems and the the shoreline as well, right? So it's very tangible. They they get hands-on collecting debris from the beach 
we count exactly how many different pieces and what types of items are being collected and then we weigh uh, the end product right so so it's so tangible they can see the positive impact they're having in their community and they it's a good way for them to take ownership and become stewards of these spaces one of the other projects you've been working on is is flooding why some waterfronts are higher risk than others we've had so much rain in the last year that flooding is commonplace in some areas of the city what's their takeaway from those programs well some of these uh, communities have different levels of impact of flooding maybe some of the sixth graders that we work with with the coastal classroom program may not remember sandy uh, but maybe their parents do and there were very tangible impacts to these communities. So we try to teach them about certain flooding areas in New York City that are like the wetlands that we have built on. And it's important for them to know where do they live, what level of flooding risk they have in those communities. Um, we also teach them about, you know, uh, how to prevent uh, more flooding by, you know, when it's raining very hard, not to necessarily do uh, laundry, right? So, or use, take a shower or do the dishes. Those are things that they can pass on to their parents. And hopefully we're not only teaching the, the students, but also their families. We're speaking with Luis Gonzalez. He's associate director of environmental education for Seeds to Trees and Coastal Classroom by City Parks Foundation. You can find out more at cityparksfoundation.org. You're listening to Get Connected on 106.7 Light FM. I'm Mina Del Rio. Why did the City Parks Foundation come up with these programs? I know they've been around a little while, but what is the sort of overall goal of them? City Parks Foundation created these programs 33 years ago, trying to fill a need for bringing people out into the parks and connecting them to these green spaces in their community. Uh, our mission is to invigorate and transform these parks in dynamic, vibrant centers of urban life. And we, we do it through all our different lines of programming, specifically education. Uh, we're trying to uh, encourage the students and the teachers themselves to use parks as uh, outdoor classrooms. You know, there's a lot of resources, learning opportunities that happen seasonally in the parks. So from, you know, learning about pollinators in the spring or learning about why are the leaves changing colors and why do they fall down? What, what is the ecology of these green spaces and how can we use those green spaces as resources for teaching science? So that's, that's a little bit of what we try to share uh, with, with New York City community, all five boroughs. 33 years ago when these programs were started, I don't think people were having the conversation yet about STEM careers and the need to sort of help propel kids into thinking about STEM careers. I think the, the statistic I saw recently is 27% of boys are interested in STEM, but just 9% of girls. Mm -hmm. And I'll get to that in just a moment. But um, there is there is some sort of career component in there, or you talk about... Um, further, you know, going further down that path, correct? So at City Parks Learn, we try to build that interest in science for the students that we work with. We try to make those connections with nature. We very often experience some alumni that come back to us as interns. They, we offer these um, paid internships to high school and college students, and they come back and they learn a little bit about the environmental education field um, in an on-the-job learning experience alongside our educators supporting the implementation of the program. So this is a little bit of our career pipeline for students that 
have developed an interest in science and education, and they want to share with the next generation of students um, in our programs. If you don't mind me asking, were you one of those kids? How did you get involved with City Parks Foundation in this role? I was actually not a student of City Parks Learn programming. Um, I, I studied environmental sciences and uh, with a focus on wildlife conservation. And I ended up uh, developing a career in environmental education and nonprofit management. Very great. Very great. So back to that, that statistic, 9% of girls are interested in STEM careers compared to 27% of boys. More boys could be interested, but 9% of girls is not very many. What would you attribute that to, do you think? And is there some sort of outreach to get girls more interested, more involved? Well, I'm, I'm not an expert in this topic per se, but I do know what we are doing to try to encourage female individuals, female identifying individuals into uh, science careers. Uh, we have a program called Green Girls. Uh, it's also a STEM program. Uh, with a focus right now on climate change and uh, water ecology and human impacts, waterways. And we, we are encouraging young female identifying individuals to pursue their interest in science. We are seeing more interest in science. And when we create safe spaces for them to develop that interest with uh, like-minded peers, it's very successful. We're seeing a lot of young women following careers in the science field. And again, some of them come back to us, some alumni come back to us as interns, and they help facilitate the program, developing a further interest in environmental education um, and, you know, learning a little bit about that specific field. What do you mean necessarily by a safe space? These programs are designed for students to be able to explore the environment in a safe space. What does that mean and what is the significance? Right. Um, in historically marginalized communities, there's been a little bit of a stigma that parks are unsafe. Uh, so we try to create a safe space for them to explore uh, their interests in science in the parks. We, we bring them out to the waterfront parks. We create social emotional learning opportunities and we use youth development principles and strategies to make sure they feel comfortable and ready to get out of their shell, explore these waterfront parks or these urban forest parks and learn about science. And hopefully they'll walk away feeling that th these parks are theirs to enjoy and they can come out, you know, be stewards of these green spaces and they should take care of them and use those resources. So we're trying to create this connect from that stigma that, you know, developed uh, in the last few decades. You're also trying to engage kids who live in communities with real environmental challenges. Seeds to Trees does that. What do you want to mm -hmm. show them in particular in that program? The Seeds to Trees, uh, City Parks Learn Seeds to Trees program is a forest and urban ecology with a waterfront, uh, freshwater and marine components as well. We, it's, it's standard aligned, it's New, York, it's New York State Science Learning Standard Aligned and Next Generation Science Standard Aligned too. We bring the STEM curriculum to New York City public schools to support science teaching and the students' science learning. And we try to make um, just like certain topics a little more fun and more relatable for the students. So can you give an example? Um, so, for example, we talk about human impacts, right? So, 
Um, it's very different how we approach uh, human impacts with elementary than with middle school. So in elementary, is it's all about certain actions that humans are doing to the waterways. For example, agriculture, right? When there's runoff from big rains, it can end up in the river and that contaminates the water. Um, so we tell them a story, we call it Freddy the Fish, about this fish going down the river and just encountering certain challenges, right? Um, that's affecting its health, right? With the middle schoolers, we have an activity where they build their communities around the river without being necessarily conscious of the impacts until the end, when they realize that all their communities are connected and the actions in one community are affecting other communities, right? At the end of the activity, we reflect on how would they build their communities differently to avoid these impacts. Just for anybody who's, um, whether it's a parent or another teacher or somebody trying to get their kids more interested in STEM, in, in the out, you know, the outside, the coast, the trees, whatever, from what you've seen, what seems to engage kids most? What draws them in and what do they get excited about most? I think a memorable, impactful experiences outdoors just uh, create a ripple effect, they will remember those for the rest of their lives, right? So if they have a fun activity in, in a lake, for example, and they're exploring macroinvertebrates like bugs in the water that are indicators of pollution. So if you find them, uh, that means the water is good. If they're not there, you understand there could be some pollution. That is a memorable place-based um, experience. And they will remember that for a long time. I encourage uh, parents, educators, uh, formal or informal educators to bring one of our programs into the schools or join one of our teacher trainings that we offer, City Parks Learn as well, um, where we try to encourage um, just like from environmental educators, formal teachers to other kinds of educators, youth workers to use parks as outdoor classrooms and plan their own trips uh, into the parks with some uh, predefined lessons. And we usually give them some specific lessons that they can uh, implement right away. They're low budget. They don't require them to spend a lot of money. They can just print and laminate or just print and then get out with some specific scavenger hunts to find specific things in the park. We believe that experiential learning and place-based education is very impactful because they can relate to these spaces and they learn the science that explains how these green spaces, these green urban ecosystems uh, work. There are great resources on the City Parks Foundation website, cityparksfoundation.org. Luis Gonzalez is Associate Director of Environmental Education for Seeds to Trees and Coastal Classroom at City Parks Foundation. Thank you for being on Get Connected. Thanks for having me, Nina. This has been Get Connected with Nina Del Rio on 106.7 Light FM. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the station. If you missed any part of our show or want to share it, visit our website for downloads and podcasts at 1067lightfm.com. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.